So, moving quickly, there's going to be a lot of um, next three weeks doing a class on Les Miserables. The, the, um, not so much the novel by Victor Hugo, but a lot more about the movie that's coming out on Christmas Day. Um, uh, I guess I would issue a spoiler alert on the front end. Um, you're going to find out that Valjean dies at the end um, uh, and the rest of all the things that happen. So if you haven't, if you're not familiar with the story yet, you know, the book's been out for a while. So I don't really know what to tell you. Um, you're going to find out a lot about the story, which in a story like this, um, and as a disclaimer, um, I disclaim when I talk about U2 as well, um, not quite to the level of U2, but I can get way into Les Mis. It's, a, it's, it's, really, it's really a powerful story, and I think it's also a, a well-done um, piece of, uh, of, of drama in the, um, uh, in the play and in the, in the score that goes with it, uh, and, and the, the movie that's coming out on Christmas, and, and I know a lot of y'all are going to know a lot more about the book, about certainly the history and the socio-political stuff that's going on at the time, and likely about the movie, which is great because help fill in the gaps. Um, the movie is coming out on, on Christmas Day, um, and it promises to not disappoint. It's going to be a musical. It's based upon the music of um, I mean, know who uh, uh, Cameron McIntosh's um, production. So you're going to, if you're familiar with the the play, the musical um, on Broadway, you're going to be familiar with the. Uh, the score, Hugh Jackman's in it, he's, um, he's Valjean, and Russell Crowe is Javert, and Anne Hathaway is Fantine, it's got this great cast. Sasha Baron Cohen is a Thenardier, um, so he'll be really funny, um, providing the comic relief that you need in this really heavy, 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 heavy story. Um, so that's what this is about, is to highlight some of the themes, because it's a massively um, Christian uh, story. Um, it's a story ostensibly, uh, ostensibly it's a love story. We're not going to chase that theme at all. That's the whole Marius Cosette thing that goes on. Um, you could also read it, as, a, as I mentioned earlier, sort of as a socio-political commentary, Victor Hugo and Vince leading up to the French Revolution, because all of it occurs in France right there in the middle of the 19th century. I don't know anything about that. Um, and so we're not going to talk about that, because uh, we're only doing this in three weeks. We're going to go quickly. Uh, it's about the themes of, of law and gospel and bondage and sin um, and redemption and, and freedom, um, uh, primarily through two characters, Valjean and Javert, the antagonist and the protagonist. Um, but then uh, also, and I don't know if this is going to pop out. If it does, it's going to come kind of um, spontaneously. Uh, as I've sat with this the last 10 days or so with some, some intensity, the, uh, the Sasha Baron, Baron Cohen, isn't that his name? Um, uh, his character, Cernardier, uh, he's an interesting guy in this play. In this, and in the, movie, in the book, I did read the book a long, long time ago, before I met Mei Mei and before I had kids, when I would sit at home and read. Um, <laughs> it's a big, big, big book. Um, I remember reading it. That was probably 15, 18 years ago. And I do remember he's much more evil and complex in the book than he is in the play. In the play, he does provide comic relief, um, which is really necessary, um, with one exception. When he's on the stage, oh, I didn't mean to go here, we don't have time. Um, when he's on the stage alone, especially in that song, Dog Eat Dog, at the end when he's cleaning up the sewers, I mean, it's pretty evil. It's, it's not funny at all. When he's with his wife, master of the house and all that stuff, I mean, it's uproariously funny and everybody laughs and all that stuff. So we may look at him because he's the unredeemed. Um, that's going to be sort of the, the last week to really look at Javert and what happens and how come he's not amongst the redeemed chorus who comes out from the end um, speaking to us. It's kind of the Judas question. 
Um, quick show of hands. Um, how many are familiar? You say pretty familiar with this. Trying to get an idea. I'm throwing out time. Okay, good. So we got a, we got some stuff. Um, here is, if you want it, you don't need it. Um, if you can pass this around, that's just the plot summary that comes from uh, this. Um, this was a, the, one of the things we're going to look at a lot, especially week two and three. We're going to do a lot more um, uh, sort of on the the visual side of things. It's just the plot summary that comes uh, from the the musical score. Um, they did a 10th anniversary production some years ago. At, uh, at Royal Albert Hall in London, and so we'll be looking a lot at that. It's the, it's the Broadway stage characters, and they're singing, but they're just singing in front of microphones. Whenever PBS is doing their fundraising um, time, that's what they usually do and, and say, you know, if you give us, you know, $100, we'll send this to you for free. So, um, uh, or you can just buy it on Amazon for, you know, five bucks used. That's what I did. So, um, Let's look at the trailer for the movie that's coming out, and then we'll uh, we'll climb right in. Um, Todd, if you can hit those that row of lights, hit number two, and then I'll make it dark. Oh, y'all want to see it? So I can see it right here. <laughs> I'm never going up YouTube. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's going to be a good class, I can tell. So, you want to raise it up? So, 
Um, anything inappropriate behind me? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, what is this? It's it's a play about death. Every, I mean, almost everybody dies in this play. Um, Valjean, Javert, Eponine, all the men at the barricade, um, Gavroche. Who else? Just about everybody. Um, uh, about the only people that don't are Marius and Cosette. Uh, and, of course, Fantine dies, too, and she comes back. So it's a story about death, physical death. Um, but more than that, it's about spiritual death. And it's about spiritual death, as the Bible speaks of it, as, 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 as one of the great enemies of, of, of being a human being. Death, the final enemy. Death, the final frontier. Along with, or uh, seeing that in a sense of being bound, bound, bondage to death, where freedom is such a key um, theme in this whole thing. And so you get real sort of archetypes in a way that's almost forced and almost kitschy, but but really not, um, especially as Hugo does it, it seems. But but even in the play, which uh, which of course is a play, and so you're going to have drama. I mean, it's a drama, um, but it works. Um, the archetypes of Javert being the law. He's a lawman. He's a detective is what we call him now. Um, just tireless, unfeeling, unflinching, unmoving, almost maddeningly simple and monotonous in the way that he just pursues relentlessly across decades Valjean, the man who was turned by grace. Not unlike, as it was in the service this morning, um, not unlike Mary, for instance, or many, many, many other characters, um, as the angel comes to Mary and simply indicates, simply states as a given fact, offensively doesn't ask, hey, would this be okay with you? God's kind of thinking about making you favored and being the, the mother of, 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 of the second person of the Trinity. He just comes down and says, hail, God is with you, favored one. And he, she just, he just states it. And what we're going to see in a moment the bishop does the same thing to Valjean, um, who becomes the archetype, the instrument of grace, the gospel, um, uh, uh, and just says, look, you didn't ask for it, but I did it. I bought your soul for God. Um, it's pretty offensive, in fact, and there's a, there's a clip we're going to see in that, where we got this relationship between Valjean and Javert, clearly the protagonist in the end. <laughs> what a morning. Um, um, Clearly a protagonist and antagonist that's going on. Um, trying to move quickly. One of the interesting themes, this idea of being bound, this idea of being imprisoned, and this uh, where the two ultimately, um, it's a story of one man's being loosed and free, that would be Valjean, and one man who uh, uh, ultimately couldn't abide freedom, that would be Javert, as he takes his own life when he is confronted in the same way um, when he is confronted by a gracious act um, uh, towards the end of the story in the same way that Valjean was early. Um, prison is a big, big, big deal, both actually and uh, metaphorically, that we are bound to our trespasses and sins. The Bible, Ephesians 2, would even say we are dead in our trespasses and sins. And so there we come forth again with this theme of death. Um, but more than that, uh, we are freed and we are raised on the other side of that death uh, through the, the, the Easter event. Those that die in Christ shall also live with him. One of the great declarations of Romans. Uh, 
the jail, the imprisonment, Javert, who's the most compelling character to me, clearly. Um, he was born inside a jail. We learned that in Confrontation. We'll look at that in, um, in, uh, 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 in week three um, as a, you know, sort of you know, from a psychological standpoint. You'd call it reaction formation. Um, what's the play, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Shakespeare play where somebody says, methinks he doth protest too much. You know, the man who's campaigning against pornography, you realize later on that he's addicted to it. Um, uh, Javier's got that going on. He's campaigning for justice and for right living, um, unflinchingly so, because his parents were gypsies, these people that he considers just vile, and he was born in a jail, probably illegitimately, I don't remember that part from the book, um, and he was born inside of a jail, I am from the gutter too, I was once scum like you, he says to Valjean. So that's his background, that's his upbringing, that's what he's trying to then escape from via the path of moral righteousness and good living and, and more than that, um, being an evangelist for it, quite literally, chasing down the bad people. Uh, and then there's Valjean, who, you know, sort of an ambiguous past, but uh, for a good act, he stole a loaf of bread in order to feed his, um, his niece or his nephew, I can't remember which, and he spent 19 years in prison, prison in, you know, sort of in this part of the commentary of Hugo, um, completely um, not uh, uh, commiserate with the crime. I mean, an awful sort of hard labor sort of imprisonment, which, which made him a hard cynic um, and a very difficult man. And then upon release with that yellow piece of paper, that parole, which was supposedly his freedom, he found that even more imprisoning as he was a marked man with a tattoo on his chest. Uh, even in society. And so prison, being bound, bondage, that's the subtext throughout the play. Um, everybody's imprisoned, Every, except maybe, you know, again, Thurier is, is an interesting character. We're not going to chase him too much. Um, neither Valjean nor Javert know peace throughout the, um, the play uh, uh, until the very ends of both of their lives. Um, Javert, via suicide, you could say that's not peace, and Valjean, not until ultimately he is reconciled to Cosette, right at his death. Um, neither man knows peace. Each are trying then, in that fear and trembling sense, as the Bible describes it, to, um, to find their lives reckoned to that, that dis-ease, to that lack of peace. Valjean, as an archetype, as one who is pursuing it, what, what Luther and, and others would describe as an active righteousness, trying to, to pull it to their own, but Valjean in the passive sense. He's, a, he's, a, he's the recipient of a passive righteousness, like Mary, the mother of our Lord, who I brought up earlier. Um, so, with all that in mind, um, today I want to kind of contrast those two, and now we're going to look at probably about 10 minutes of a, a video and then get some feedback, because um, uh, clearly um, it's easier to describe the monotonous, rather simple, uh, accusation of the law. It's easier to teach about Javert uh, because you can do that sort of in a didactic way. Um, can show you, you know, lots of examples about the law's effects on us and how we respond to judgment, etc. and so forth. So the language of the law is analysis and 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 sort of didactic teaching. The language of the gospel is much more like simile. The language of the gospel is much more metaphor. The language of the gospel is much more like story. And so that's why it's going to be sort of a story-driven 
um, class these next three weeks. We're going to look a lot at the uh, the folks on the screen as they are um, showing a representation of of that that declaration of freedom, uh, almost in that offensive way of you know I know you didn't choose it. But your life is now not your own. You've been bought with a price. That's what Paul says twice in 1 Corinthians. Um, doesn't say, if you want it, you know, show up tomorrow at 2.30 and, and we'll work out the contract. He just says, your life is not your own. You were bought with a price. Um, that's what the bishop is about to do to, um, to Valjean. Uh, it's going to be a death. Next week we're going to chase sort of the two deaths of Valjean. Uh, but this this takes the hardened, cynic, convict Valjean, uh, and it cracks that heart of stone. That's what we're going to be starting to look at. Um, Once from a movie, um, I don't know when this was out, probably 10 years ago, 15 years ago, with Liam Neeson, where he's Valjean, and then uh, then we'll look at the the musical score, um, because the two are a little bit different. Um, And this is particularly good. It's five minutes, so it's a little bit long, but it's it's worth it, because it sets up. The bishop... Minor character, but a major part. This is what really starts the uh, it's the coup de gras, literally the stroke of grace, uh, where um, it's the death knell to Valjean. So it sets the whole story. Later, um, I keep saying this, Javert is going to have a coup de gras, a stroke of grace as well, and he can't abide it. And that's going to be um, when Valjean gives him his life back, substitutionary atonement. So let's look at this movie clip. <coughs> Todd, I think there's another one that makes it all dark. Let's try that. So just punch him until one works. There's not. They must have done it for. There you go. I'm a convict. My name is Jean Valjean. I've served 19 years hard labor. They let me out four days ago. I'm on parole. I have to go all the way to Dijon to report by Monday or they'll send me back to prison. Here's my passport. I can't read it, but I know what it says. He's very dangerous. Monsieur, you're welcome to eat with us as my guest. I'm a convict. You saw my passport. I know who you are. You, you won't let me inside your house. What crime did you commit? Maybe I killed some. How do you know I'm not going to murder you? How do you know I'm not going to murder you? (laughs) A joke. I suppose we'll have to trust each other. (coughs) I didn't kill anyone. I'm a thief. I stole food. I stole what I paid for it. Nineteen years in chains. So they let me out and they give me a yellow passport. What can I do with the yellow passport? I have to go to my parole officer in Dijon and then what? Starve to death? <laughs> Nineteen years. And now the real punishment for kids. <laughs> Man can be unjust. Man, not God. All right, whoever you are, thank you. A meal, a bed to sleep in, a real bed. In the morning, I'll be a new bed. 
fool. I don't want to hear anything more about it. I'm sorry to disturb you. Caught him. But I have my eye on this man. God. I'm very angry with you, Jean Valjean. What happened to your eye, Monsignor? Didn't he tell you he was our guest last night? Oh, yes. After we searched his knapsack and found all this silver, he claimed <laughs> that you gave it to him. Yes. Of course I gave him the silverware. But why didn't you take the candlesticks? That was very foolish. Madame Gillot, fetch the silver candlesticks. They're worth at least 2,000 francs. Why did you leave them? I... Monsieur Valjean has to get going. He's lost a lot of time. Did you forget to take them? Are you saying he told us the truth? Of course. Thank you for bringing him back. I'm very relieved. Release him. You really let me go? Didn't you understand the mission? Madam, you know, offer these men some wine. They must be thirsty. Thank you. what y'all's kind of emotional response or even cognitive response is, but I'm at two levels. I mean, I'm offended and I'm, 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 I'm moved. I mean, I can, I can easily sort of work myself to a tear here. Um, I am, I'm offended. He says, I wrote it down, um, don't forget. Don't ever forget. You've promised to become a new man. And as soon as I hear that, is he did not. He didn't say anything like that. And Liam Neeson is sort of promise? Why are you doing this? John Valjean, my brother, you no longer belong to evil. With this silver, I've bought your soul, and I've ransomed you from fear and hatred, and now I give you back to God. You know, reckon with it one way or another. Is it perfect? It's not perfect. It's not holy writ. But it approaches a, um, the scandalon, as it's described, the scandal of the gospel, of, of the indicative, of the great indicative, that which indicates what is. Um, later, next week, we're going to chase... Um, Valjean's soliloquy after this, um, and we're going to look in a minute the, the the play's version of that, and that's how we're going to end, where he tries to begin to make sense of that, um, and then later, about ten years later, where it's the who am I, and he kind of finally reckons himself to his past. It's sort of a two-stage part, having to come to grips um, to get used to this indicative is often what constitutes the entirety of our Christian life. Um, working out what God says simply is. It's not who am I um, or not what have I done. It's not what have I done that's the question. Is, is This is what has happened. That's the statement that God speaks. says, I have bought 
your soul. I have ransomed you. It's one of the primary metaphors, not the only one, but it's one of the primary metaphors of the atonement in the scripture to describe the payment of a sum for a life. Uh, uh, We call that redemption, typically. Redemption um, is a primary question in Les Miserables. Um, The redeemed Jean Valjean um, what seems to be the unredemption, the, 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 the lack of redemption in Javert, that'll be a question. Um, and then, uh, again, Thernardier kind of stands in there because he's just kind of this happy-go-lucky guy that um, is probably the happiest character in the whole of the play, but is completely unmoved even by his own daughter's death, Eponine. Just doesn't care. So, yeah. Uh, it could be. Well done. Yeah, kind of using his own words against him. Because Valjean, you know, a new bed, I mean, a bed to sleep in. Um, tomorrow I'll be a new man. I think it's just kind of foreshadowing in the movie. Uh, Valjean's not speaking of an existential way. This is this is going to restore my soul um, uh, and recreate my spirit or anything like that. But I think absolutely it's a good pickup um, uh, of foreshadowing where the bishop, again, coup de gras, kind of takes his own words and uses it back against him. Um, he, you know, Valjean had the facile, and we'll see that in the play here in just a minute, um, more of a facile understanding, giving the old man kind of a carrot. In other words, oh, this guy, you know, I'm going to shyst him. He doesn't have any idea who I am. He thinks he does, but he doesn't. Well, tide was turned as God was against Jean Valjean, arranging things to his death. That's one of the real themes, providence, by the way, underneath the whole of the, uh, the musical score, turning, turning, turning through the years, you know, wheel in the sky keeps on turning kind of stuff. Um, uh, providence at work, um, always uh, in a hidden way, bringing things to the way that God wants them to be. That's a primary theme throughout all this. So um, so Revelation, um, where uh, what we're about to see, kind of the same scene, different, different, different presentation, Revelation, where Jean Valjean begins to reckon with the vast emptiness of his life, um, what Javert is going to pick up later in the scores in the, in the song Stars. Um, this is the dark night where there are no stars. There are no sort of, you know, there's not a beacon forward. Javert is going to say that there is for him until his suicide, and it's going to be an end. I stare into the void, the whirlpool of my sin. Um, that's where if the two are always mirrored. That's what Hugo does throughout his book. Um, uh, he's about to reach his dark night of the soul, his bottom, so to speak. There is no guidance. There is nothing that awaits him except his uh, his own death um, in, a, uh, in a soul sense. Um, his soul is being killed so that it would then be quickened. And, uh, uh, and Valjean begins to see that. We're going to see that more fully next week. Couldn't do it all today. Um, but uh, we'll pick this up. It's about a six-minute clip and begin to prime the pump for uh, um, the play. So thank you, Todd, for being the, the man on the scene. You'll have to go. I'll pay you off for the day. I'll let your bitch and pieces there and be on your way. You'll give it me half of the other index. I'll tell you what's right, I swear. Drop the law. 
so let's wrap up. Um, it's the beginning of the end um, for Valjean. Uh, by the way, in the movie, the guy who plays Valjean is going to be the bishop, I understand. It's a very small but important scene, so I think his name's Colin Williamson or something like that, Wilkinson. Um, saw this in a piece that I read in preparing for this parallel to, uh, to the Incarnation where there was no room for Mary and Joseph at the end, sort of in a similar way, the, the advent, the coming of, of the new man, um, Valjean. There was no room for him at the end until finally he found his rest um, uh, uh, and his respite at the hands of the bishop. Um, the candlesticks remain a primary symbol, especially in the play. Interesting how the movie does that. Um, they're menorah-like candlesticks, you know, which are indicative um, uh, uh, of the presence of God in the temple, um, uh, as well as sort of the light of Christ, which which shines into the darkness, the sign of hope, and all that. So it's all all being played out there. Um, titled this class, um, uh, "At Last We See Each Other Plain." Uh, that's a line from Confrontation, um, the Valjean Javert confrontation that comes after Fantine's death. You know, best song in the in the whole whole uh, whole play, in my opinion, it's the it's the, it's the one that kind of gets you going, gets me going. Um, that's what's going on, at least for Javert. Revelate, sorry, Valjean. Uh, revelation is beginning. He's beginning to see himself as he actually is. Um, uh, true truth, reality, from the perspective of God, which is really the only reality that matters. Um, what we perceive to be true uh, does matter. But the way things actually are, that's our ultimate sense, of course. And that's, um, uh, he's been like, like the Apostle Paul, where the scales were lifted from his eyes. Valjean is beginning to see things truly. In the, um, as he sees this unspeakable death, we'll end up with this. And there was no human escape. Um, again, he's the example of the passive righteousness where it's being done to him, which is a great offense and yet um, indicative of, of, the, of, of the true truth of what's going forth. In the novel, um, later on, slightly later on, and Valjean finally reveals himself as he assumes a new sort of disguise as a mayor, and he becomes very successful and wealthy and all that, and, and he has the opportunity to kind of not live in fear anymore because somebody else has been uh, caught who looks like him, except he's a bit of an adult. He can't, um, he can't defend himself, but, and, and, and so they assume he is Valjean, this convict they've been looking for for 10 or 12 years, and he's about to go to prison for life or death, I can't remember which. And Valjean's faced with the moral quandary to let him go, um, and I'll be at life in peace, and all these people who depend on me for jobs, et cetera, and so forth, you know, they'll, they'll be better off for it. Or do I tell the truth and say, no, you've got the wrong man, I'm the one. We're going to look at that um, next week. You remember that, that, that scene in the play. In the book, um, Valjean speaks to Javert, and he says, uh, as Javert didn't believe, he's like, no, you're just saying that, Mayor. You're just saying, and, and you're just being nice. And he says, no, Javert, I am the only one who sees clearly here, and I am telling you the truth. Now that's the word. I am the only one who sees things clearly here, and I am telling you the truth. He's reckoning his identity, and he's reckoning his relationship beneath God as a relationship where its primary orientation is one of grace, as the recipient of a gracious act from God, that while Valjean was yet sinning, and we're going to see that clearly next week, uh, Christ purchased his life. 
that's contrasted again with Javert, who continues throughout the play to clearly be in a relationship with God. Both men are absolutely in a relationship with God, just like every person, whether they know it or not, is in a relationship with God. The question is, what's their position? Is it a position of grace or a position of wrath? Now, that's an ugly word, but it's a good word. Um, Valjean stands in the position of wrath beneath God, and Javert in that position of grace. I am the only one who sees clearly here, and I'm telling you the truth. So I'm going to leave that as a pause. This really is kind of a three-part class. You can come. Uh, people who weren't here this week can, can certainly come and, I think, get something out of it. But it's a, it's a cumulative class because it's a story. It's a story that has an end. So I'm going to pray and see you all next week. Thank you, Lord, for this, uh, this story, the story of your redemption. Um, speak and allow us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen.